0: Welcome to another episode of The Good Vanilla, a Barefoot Contessa podcast where the chicken stock is homemade, store-bought is just fine, and the vanilla is always good. I am your host, Nick Kachanov, and today, stealing some of words here, we're playing with fire to cook out. The card sharks are here, I always love a card sharks episode, although I will say, This is, the Card Sharks are like not the normal roster of like the Barefoot Contessa characters that we're used to, but we will talk about that as we get into the episode, but before that, how is everyone? How was your week? I'm recording this on Wednesday evening, I just went out to dinner with some friends, Uh, our friend Kate, her parents are in town. And we met up with them and our friends, Evan and Amanda. And it was like, oh gosh, I hope I remember this. It's called like D's Six Pack and Hot Dog Shop or something. I should know this. I feel like it's a, I don't want to say like a Pittsburgh staple, but I feel like people know it. Um, it's just like hot dogs and like bar food, but like it's, oh God, it's so good. I had one of my hot dogs that I got was a macro. It literally was just like a hot dog with macaroni and cheese on top. It was so good. And, um... And then what was my other one? It was called the Cuban, which was like it was like Swiss cheese, some sort of like mustardy honey mustard sauce with some pickles on top. I don't know what that's in reference to. Is that like a type of sandwich, like a Cuban sandwich? I don't know. I should know, uh, but I'm not going to look it up because I don't care. But it was delicious. Um, And of course, we got some French fries and we got some onion rings, too. They were really good onion rings. I feel like I don't have onion rings too often you know it's normally like french fries but every once in a while if it's available you got to get the onion rings um but what else is i going to say that was tonight oh i wanted to to share with everyone because this is something they always say i'm gonna do and then i never do but i actually made two barefoot contessa recipes today or not today this week Um, I just picked up how easy is that I have four or five cookbooks of Ina's and that was sort of the one on top and I was like you know what I am gonna make something I think this is on Sunday actually for like food for the week so I made her Mediterranean Eastern uh, vegetable Mediterranean Eastern vegetable salad why does that sound so weird Mediterranean Eastern vegetable salad (laughs) that just sounds so wrong let me look up what it is I'm gonna pause Okay, it's a Middle Eastern vegetable salad, which is kind of a Mediterranean, Middle East. It's all sort of relative in that regard too, but it was really good. Um, It has like basil and uh, dill and parsley. It's almost like tabbouleh-ish because of the parsley, but it also has like, you know, just like some fresh ingredients. We got the chickpeas and the tomatoes and the cucumbers. It was really yummy. I left out the feta because I've said it before, I will eat feta like I'm not like it doesn't make me I'm not repulsed by feta, but I don't really love it. I think it's fine. And Keon is he has like a slight aversion to like dairy stuff. And I think I read somewhere that maybe feta isn't the worst offender like you could eat feta or maybe it's like the worst type of cheese. I can never keep track of it. So I just left it out. Um, But it was really delicious. And then I also made a French string bean salad, which is basically like, you know, green beans you blanch them for a second, and then you make, like, a vinaigrette, uh, sort of like a lemon. Oh, no, no, like a Dijon mustard sort of vinaigrette, and then, like, uh, a little bit of dill on that as well. It was very good. So I felt very fancy. I felt like I'm finally committing to making some recipes that, you know, I've said it so many, so many times, too. Like, I'm definitely going to make this one day. But And there were just two recipes that I picked. I was like, these are pretty low maintenance recipes. So I was, I was very proud of myself this week and I just wanted to share that with the rest of you gentle listeners. So without further ado, let's get into this episode. This is Back to Basics, season 2, episode 2, The Flame Game. And I wanted I was I wanted to do like some Mother's Day episode, but I don't think there is a Mother's Day episode of the Barefoot Contessa. I don't know. Um so You know, I thought it's getting to be that time of year where there's where there's cookouts, you know, so I was like, why don't we do this one? So Ina begins, she says, when my bridge friends come to play cards with me, I always make some kind of snacks. Well, this time I'm going to make a fabulous barbecue dinner just when they expect chips and dip. I'm going to make the classics, but with the volume turned up. First, I'm improving our bridge scores with my favorite drink, pomegranate cosmopolitan. Then, instead of burgers, I'm making juicy flame-grilled sliders topped with grated Gruyere cheese served on little brioche rolls. Instead of the old coleslaw, it's cool, creamy cucumber salad. And a pan of confetti corn, sautéed right over the coals. Plus, my friend Jack's in charge of a simple dessert that's a piece of cake to assemble. It's back to basics, and I'm playing with fire. Let the games begin. (laughs) <laughs> it sounds very uh, Hunger Games, Ina, um, but I'm excited for this. I love everything on this menu. Um, I love a cucumber salad too. I do like I do like an old coleslaw, I would say. But I always am excited about any sort of spin, like a maybe like a pasta salad or something like that. So I'm an, I'm excited for this. So speaking of, let's get into this. We uh, she begins with a cucumber salad. And she starts by sort of ripping on coleslaw a little bit and telling us that she thought she'd shake it up a little bit and have cucumber salad instead. But again, I love coleslaw. I'm not going to, you know, shake my... What am I trying to say? Shake my stick? Shake Coleslaw is nothing to shake your stick at. (laughs) What am I trying to say? Coleslaw is cool. That's what I'm trying to say. Um, Anyway, she starts by slicing four large cucumbers, and it's like the... I, don't, I almost call them like the hothouse cucumbers, but they're the English cucumbers maybe, like the long ones that come in that like plastic wrap. You know, they're like sort of vacuum sealed. They're long and thin. Um, she puts those, she slices them very thin and she puts them all into a colander and salts them while they eventually go into the fridge to get some of the liquid out of them. And she also does that with red onions as well too, which is next. She slices them very thin Um, which I appreciate because I feel that sometimes red onion or, you know, just a plain onion, if you're going to eat it raw, don't cut it too thick because it can really like ruin everything. But, um, alas, everything, the red onions go on top of the colander, on top of the cucumbers within the colander. And then she salts them pretty generously, to be honest, and then tosses them with her hands and sets them aside, uh, or more or less puts them in the fridge so that they can sort of drain. Now it's time for some yogurt, four cups to be exact, which she drains. Uh, she gets like a, like a sieve and puts a paper towel in it, and then she puts the yogurt in that. I, I, I will ha- I will say this. She barely makes it into that sieve because she, she like bangs it out very quickly. It was like by a millimeter it stayed in that paper towel. I was very impressed by that. Um, and she lets it drain for four hours. So I'm actually very familiar with this process. Um, there is like a Lebanese side dish I would say or maybe like dip called lupne which is basically yogurt that's um there's a couple different ways to make it but most of the time too it's like you take a greek yogurt and you strain it to make it a little bit more thick and you put a little bit of salt in it as well too um I think after the fact it's been a while since I've made it to be honest but any yogurt strained is so good I love a good thick yogurt to the point where like regular yogurt now just like plain jane yogurt feels like Soup to me, because I I like a thick yogurt. So I'm I'm happy she's doing this because I know there I I shouldn't say there are a lot of people out there, but one of my best friends she does not like mayo, and I feel like there's no really convincing convincing anyone, you know, to eat a mayo dish like this. But I think if it was yogurt, she'd be into it. So I appreciate the substitute because I thought it was going to be, you know, bring out the Hellmans. I thought it was going to be like a gloopy mess. So this is a welcome surprise. So while that is all draining, the cucumbers and the yogurt, uh, Ina tells us that she spotted some beautiful tulips in her garden, and she thinks they'll be perfect for her table. So she goes out into the garden and snips some beautiful pink tulips. They are huge, which is crazy because I don't know—I don't know shit about flowers or plants. I just—it doesn't interest me as much as a lot of my friends love plants and flowers too. And I—it's fine, but um, this year. I guess last year, I, I think, because you have to plant tulips like bulbs, you know, and then they all of a sudden just like come come up. Um, but we had tulips in the backyard and they were so tall. I was really kind of impressed. I, and we didn't do anything. They just like show up one day, which was kind of, I, I can't remember what color they were. I feel like they were like maybe orange or yellow. No, pink. <laughs> I don't know. Um, anyway, so Ina goes on to say the hardest thing I find find about arranging tulips is finding the right size vase. That's like the most barefoot contessa sentence that ever existed right there. Uh, put that on a tote bag. And so next she does like a little bit of like this Goldilocks routine where she has like she has like four different size vases. I refuse to say vase unless I'm quoting Ina. Um And, you know, like the first one's too tall and the next, the second tallest is the one she actually goes with. And she's like, hmm. And then she goes with one further down. She's like, well, if you see how they like droop to the side, that's too much. And then obviously the smallest one is never going to make it. So she goes with the second largest one, second largest vase. And uh, she goes on to tell us that tulips only need a little bit of water in the bottom of the vase. And then she adds a splash of bleach which i just thought was so wild because i just in my mind bleach just like kills everything germs and tulips <laughs> but i guess in this case it helps them just stay perky and she mentions she's like there's all kinds of other theories out there like pennies lemonade i don't know what they are but this actually works she's like and then she puts a little splash in and um she has a lot of them too it's just like i love a lot of flowers even though i'm not into flowers i you know of course can appreciate them uh so she carries them off to the buffet table and now it's time to take the cucumbers and onions out of that colander and there's a fair amount of liquid in the bottom of it um she gives them one more pat dry on a paper towel and then into a big bowl they go and then she pulls out the strained yogurt as well. And there's a lot of liquid in the bottom of that bowl. You'd be so surprised. It's just like, and I think she says something like, can you imagine that in the salad? Hmm. Because there's just so much water in it. Um, so she puts the, the strained yogurt on top of the cucumbers and the onions. And then she adds one cup of sour cream. And then two tablespoons of white wine vinegar, some fresh dill, salt and pepper. And that's it. I think this would be like a fabulous sort of, I always get nervous when, like, like I said, it's not mayonnaise or mayo. Mayonnaise—that was very Pittsburgh. Um, but I just feel like it's like out in the sun too long it would start to make me nervous. But it's like a, you know, it's it's a, a nice afternoon in the Hamptons. It's not like 95 degrees. So anyway, let's move on because it is slider time. Ina pulls out two pounds of green beef. Green beef. <laughs> ground beef. I read my notes and I just read exactly what was in my notes. Can you imagine green beef? Woof, that sounds disgusting. Um, And just like slaps it in a bowl, this green beef. And she adds two tablespoons of olive oil, Dijon mustard, some garlic, fresh thyme, salt and pepper. And she stirs it up with a fork, mentioning that you shouldn't compact them into tight patties. You should. You know, have them be light and airy, as light and airy as beef can be, I guess. And um, the other mistake... These are the two mistakes that people make the most, by the way, is how she prefaces it. That you shouldn't, like, squish them in the tight patties. And then the second thing is you shouldn't sort of, you know, press your spas- spatula, spatula down on top of the burger when it's on the grill. Which I always do. It's just so tempting to do. And, and I agree. It's like all those, like, delicious juices come out and go, sometimes go into the flame and it just... Or the coals, I guess, and can cause issues. But uh, a good tip, or tips. Good tips, I know. So she shapes these sliders into little patties very gently. And while she's doing that, she mentions that her friend Jack is taking care of dessert. So let's talk about Jack. Jack, we get some video footage of him like in the Ham- at the Hampton Marketplace at East Hampton Village. And Jack is definitely the guy that I can never remember But I've always I've seen him in episodes before, and I think I've even talked about him on the um, on this podcast that I was like, I don't know his name. And I I think a couple people have even written in and reminded me that it is Jack, but I can never, like, retain that. And I feel like this episode is going to help me retain that because he's featured uh, pretty prominently, especially he's you know, he has this segment. He brings the dessert. Uh, He's no TR, though, but I will say he's very handsome. He looks mighty fine in that red polo and sunglasses when he gets out of this uh, car here. He has very nice arms and shoulders and even like his pecs are popping. He looks great. Um, But like the way that we meet him is just so weird. He gets out of... He like spills out of the car and he's like, this should be easy. And then doesn't smile. He just like quickly walks into the store. I feel like he's very nervous. I feel like he doesn't really quite know what he's doing which is not his fault but it is it is good watching because I love stuff like this so I just wish someone would have said like hey Jack you know just just say uh, something like you know looks like I'm in charge of I'm in charge of dessert tonight or something like that like luckily I have an easy recipe or this should be pretty easy something like that it just felt weird when he's like this should be easy sharp turn into the store (laughs) and if you watch this episode you'll you'll definitely know what I mean So Jack walks into the store and I guess, you know, we find out that Ina kind of tells him what to get. It's not like he thought of this on his own. And I guess that's like the easy part. Um, And Ina said or he says, I think Ina said chocolate cake. This one looks good. And he sort of picks up like a it's almost like a chocolate pound cake, to be honest. It's what it looks like, uh, which sounds delicious. And Jack continues by saying, so now we need raspberries, Raspberries. And he's like, he like stares off into the distance as if that's like the first time he's ever said the word raspberries. He was just like, and I know he was kind of, I know what he's going for. He's like, raspberries, raspberries, where are they? Like, but he's been in this store like a thousand times. He's trying to make it organic, you know, and find, you know, he picks up the raspberries. And then he finally picks up some vanilla ice cream and he says, my favorite. I I there's no judgment. If you like vanilla, if you like the good vanilla, which I still think to this day that Ina should have an ice cream line. Not even an ice cream line, like she doesn't have to have any more than one she should just have one flavor called the good vanilla. It should be a Ben & Jerry's feature. You know what I mean? Like why hasn't that happened yet? I would buy that in a heartbeat. I feel like it would be flying off the shelves if the shelves, the shelves If Ina, especially if she was on the cover of it, I think just it would be so cute. So somebody make that happen. Does anyone know Ben or Jerry? And um, team up with Ina Garden, won't you? But anyway, this is all to say that out out of all the ice creams, I just feel like vanilla would not be my favorite. And I love a good vanilla, like a good quality vanilla bean ice cream. Like, yes, but like also no, Jack. But I feel like Jack, you know, he he has to watch his figure and maybe he's only allowed to eat vanilla ice cream because he's not eating Rocky Road. I'll tell you that much. He's not eating like (laughs) like half baked. Speaking of Ben and Jerry's ice cream, which is one of my favorites. Oh, God, I used to eat like in college. I would just like eat a whole pint in one sitting. It was so good. Oh, my God. I think if I did that now, I'd be like in the hospital. I would be like (laughs) it would be rough. Um, But I do love ice cream. Uh, so Jack continues to say, Ina said something about that. She didn't mind if it was melted, but you know what? I'm going to put it in the freezer anyway. And I think we all know where this is going. It's going to be creme anglaise time, but we'll get there in a second. Um, so Jack wraps up his segment by checking out at the register and saying, so that's dessert. I love it that Ina makes it so easy. And <laughs> he just like bolts out of the door. Like, you know, he needs some work. He's no TR. But, you know, he's lucky he's attractive, you know? I think he he's probably like a, watch. he's probably like a chemical engineer or something like that. I don't know, but he comes off a little bit like a bimbo, but it's okay. We love you, Jack. And now we, you know, you're part of the club here. I think that the next time you pop up, I look forward to the next time Jack pops up because uh, I was pretty entertained by him. So now it's cocktail hour back at INA's, and she's making, of course, this pomegranate cosmopolitan which starts with two cups of Grey Goose vodka and a cup of orange liqueur, a cup of cranberry juice cocktail, a half cup of pomegranate juice. She's like, you don't have to, what did she say? You don't have to squeeze it. Just buy it. Um, Something like that. So store-bought is fine in this case, folks. And then a half a cup of freshly squeezed lime juice. And much like every other cocktail that Ina makes, she makes it ahead of time, puts it in a pitcher. So that way it's just good to go. Uh, And she puts that in the fridge until the card sharks arrive in just a bit. But before that, it's time for some confetti corn or should I I really should say like confetti corn prep. Uh, So she slices off the kernels of corn and puts them in like a container. And the goal here is to have everything prepped and ready so she doesn't have to go back inside once she's out at the grill, which makes sense. I do. I do agree with that. So in addition to the corn, she has some chopped red onion that's uh, ready. She has some orange bell pepper, some chives. It's like a chives, basil, and parsley combo in one container. And then, of course, she also has her slider toppings ready to go as well, which are, of course, the Gruyere cheese, which is just, yes, that's, that is the cheese of choice for me. Um, and then three different types of tomatoes, red, orange, and yellow. They look like fake tomatoes i i mean i know there's obviously different colors of tomatoes but like they just you know how there's like red orange and yellow bell peppers it was like that shade of each of those like the tomatoes were that shade it wasn't like those like heirloom tomatoes that have like a little like marbling and stuff like that they were just like bright orange bright red and bright yellow which i don't know why it shocked me so much it just it just seemed crazy i don't know um, and then Ina says, this. this is funny cause I didn't know this, but Ina, you know, she, she mentions all the toppings and then finally she's like, and then I have red onion for those people who like red onion on, on their burgers, not me. Hmm. She like looks in the camera and I didn't know that she was so opposed to that. So she doesn't like the red onions folks, not the raw red onions at least. And I, I, I get that. Like there is what I was talking about before too, like if you're going to have a red onion, like as a as a burger topping, like make it like paper thin, in my opinion, I feel like it should just be enough to know it's there. But I don't want to like crunch into like a big fat onion. Um, Unless it's like an onion ring, you know. (laughs) But uh, this is all to say, I, I do like red onion, but sliced thin. So maybe I wonder why Ina doesn't like it. Or maybe she doesn't like red onion at all. But I feel like I feel like other recipes I've seen her eat them. Now now we'll have to pay attention in the future, I guess. Oh, she also has some fresh arugula as well for the burgers. Uh, that's worth mentioning. I got to tell you, I don't know if I've ever said this on the podcast. I feel like I have. I don't really love arugula. I know. I just, I think it's fine. I don't love peppery things. And I could take it or leave it. I'm never excited about, like, an arugula salad. I think if... Um, If it's mixed with something else, I'm okay. But, like, I don't know. So, you know, Ina doesn't love red onions. I don't love arugula. I almost said red arugula. Um, It's just fine for me. I don't know how how everyone else feels about it, but maybe I'm alone in that sentiment. But um, this is all to say that Ina is at the grill. It's a beautiful day in East Hampton. She's starting with this confetti corn. She has some onions, some red onions, and olive oil sauteing. She adds the bell pepper, some butter, and then the four cups of corn that she cut up inside, and then some salt and pepper, and that will cook down for about 10 minutes or so. Okay, now these two gentlemen show up. I have no idea who they are. Jack is nowhere to be found, but we do learn that Jack is always late because the three of them sort of just, like, give that knowing glance because Aina's like, where's Jack? And they're like, "Ugh, he's late again. It's one of those... um, we all know it, Jack, you know what I mean? So now Ina, you know, they laugh at Jack's expense. And then Ina gives her famous line, come with me. And she takes them over to the, the cocktail station and prepares them some cosmopolitans. They look really refreshing. I, I This seems like a really yummy drink. Um, she hands the drink to one of the men to taste. And then she gives the shaker to the other man. And I wish I knew their names, um, but, you know, whatever. And like one of the guys, the one guy's in charge of making Ina uh, a cocktail and kind of setting all that up. And the other um, man, she takes over to the grill um, who can't believe that like, he's like, I can't believe you're sauteing them on the grill. And I kind of like, she doesn't take offense to it. She's like, yeah, well, why not? It's just like a funny conversation between the two of them. And at this point, the confetti corn is done, and now it's time for sliders. And she gets some fresh, like little baby brioche buns that her friend Eli makes, which is just, you know, casually name dropping Eli Zabar. Um, She toasts the buns on the grill, and she calls the mystery man over and puts him on, like, arugula duty to put, you know, on all the buns. And then she grills the sliders about four to five minutes on each side. And then the other guy brings them over to Cosmos and they sort of they they do this like toasts. They they cheers and Ina says to Bridge, may we always do it. <laughs> it's like that's a weird toast, but I think Ina just like was scrambling and couldn't think of you know what to say there. It was funny though. So finally the sliders are done. She puts a little bit of Gruyere on top of them, and Jack finally shows up with the dessert. And you could tell he's slightly concerned about the ice cream melting. Because Ina's like, yeah, just put it over there. She And Ina's like, I think ice cream should be more melty anyways and not rock hard. Like your abs, Jack. Hmm. I wish she would have said that. But she does say not rock hard. And I, I agree. And I think she should just say, like, w- we want it to be melted. It's going to be OK. Because Jack is like, all right, then it'll be melty. And he just, like, prances out, <laughs> like, out of frame. Um. It was it's an interesting exchange. So Ina assembles the sliders Uh, The cucumber salad is outside now with them. Jack asks why it's called a slider. And And Ina says, I don't know, because they slide down so easily. And, you know, they sort of laugh. But I looked this up because I was curious about why they call it a slider as well. So here we go. Sliders refers to miniature hamburgers, of course, which we know. And the name originated in the 1940s when sailors in the U.S. Navy would refer to mini-burgers as sliders because of their extreme greasiness. In just one or two bites, the burger would just slide right down. So, Ina, you had it right all along. So, gold star for the day. You deserve some dessert. Uh, And speaking of which, it's dessert time. So, the ice cream is, of course, now soup, a.k.a. creme anglaise. And she pours it in the bottom of, like, shallow... I call them like plate bowls. You know what I mean? It's not a bowl. It's not a plate. It's kind of like a combination of both. Um, and she puts a slice of the chocolate cake on top of the creme anglaise. And then she tumbles a few fresh raspberries on top. If this were me, I would have went without the raspberries. But if it was a vanilla pound cake, I would have wanted the raspberries. That's how weird I am. I just can't do chocolate and fruit. Can't do it. I can, but I don't want it. You know, especially if it's going to be made to order. I would just say like, Hold the raspberries, Ina. Uh, So finally, it's time for bridge. And Ina's like, I don't know if I can count after Cosmopolitans. And they start to laugh. And she's like, which was the point, right? I mean, wait a minute. It wasn't supposed to happen to me. (laughs) And then they all throw their heads back and laugh. And then one of the mystery men, is he's like, I want to change partners. And they all, all four of them just laugh. And uh, that's the end of the episode. So... What a great little episode, folks. I feel like we learned something today. We learned what sliders were. We learned that Ina doesn't love Red Onion. We learned that Jack is an underrated gem, and I hope to see him soon in a future episode of The Barefoot Contessa. But until then, that's all I got for you. So thank you, everyone, for listening. If you want to follow the podcast on social media, you can follow it on Instagram at goodvanillapod. And you can also send me an email at goodvanillapod at gmail.com. Also, don't forget, The Good Vanilla now has a Patreon, which can be found at patreon.com slash thegoodpatreon, where you will get this main episode a day early. So it typically comes out on Friday, but if you're listening, if you're a Patreon subscriber, you get it a day early, and you also get a bonus episode, a splash of The Good Vanilla every week. And this week is going to be—I think I might do a top ten, to be honest, because I was going to do my five favorite like uh, barbecue dishes or like picnic dishes, but I also have to do like five favorite like side dishes at a picnic or a barbecue because that's equally as important. So I think a top ten is coming your way, but that's only if you go to Patreon.com/thegoodpatreon. Also, I made a group for The Good Vanilla on Facebook. Very easy to find. Just search The Good Vanilla. And if you are enjoying the podcast, please be sure to subscribe and leave a five-star rating and review, or just tell another Barefoot Contessa fanatic, that also works too. And if you want to know where to get more of me, you can follow me on Instagram at Nick Chanov. and you can find me on my other podcast, The Best Supporting Podcast, every week with Colin Trucker. Thanks again for listening, everyone. Stay safe, and I'll see you next time.